you end up looking to all the other relationships for that acceptance. And when you don't find it, it almost puts you in the grave because you're like, well, this was my, I was putting so much of my self-worth in this idea that this person accepted me. And now that they don't, what, what do you do with that? Welcome to Stories and Song, where we connect you to the music through conversations with the songwriters, what the story behind the song is, and then we have a conversation about that wherever it goes. We've had some great conversations. In fact, today is a continuation of a conversation with Joel Smallbone from the band for King and Country. They have toured the world. They have won Grammy Awards. They have had a movie made out of one of their songs, and the song that he's going to talk about today, God Only Knows, they got to perform on the ACM Awards with Dolly Parton, the legend. So I can't wait to hear the story behind that. But this started, we were talking about another one of their songs together and all the things that divide us in our society right now and just friends, family members, everybody's at each other's throats for everything. And the need for boundaries, not walls. And how do you extend grace to people you don't agree with? and people that maybe have hurt you. That's where this conversation began. Your uncle makes some sort of off-color joke at the table and you need to kick him under the table and like you let him know that that's not okay. So there's areas that I think there's a line in that stand where you go, hey, no, this is not a laughing matter or something that needs to be made light of. But at the same time, grace, you know, grace for one another and, mm-hmm. and listening. And this ties into, we talked off air about, you know, this song, God Only Knows. One of the things that, fascinates me about this this song that we'd written um, that was kind of a gift to us really in many ways was that if you follow the whole thought through and I think you and I are on a similar thought process with this that that there is a God that there is creative design that there is a purpose and a point to all this and that he actually knows everything about us like your deepest darkest secrets thoughts the great things about you the worst things about you he knows them all, and yet still has, Cheryl, this radical, superhuman love and, 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 and acceptance of you and me. And yet here we are on the other end of the playing field who only have slightly, like a tiny bit of information about each other, particularly those around us. But even ones that are close to us, like we're not living in their skin. We don't, you know, the history, the the the, the fears, the trauma. We we don't know any of that stuff, and yet we're so quick to create judgments. We're so quick quick to jump to conclusions, and yet God only knows so many of these other things. And yet He's the one. He's the one standing at the door, knocking, going, you know, let me in, and and I will, you know, I will love you. Just right there, right as you are. I just think it's such a profound thought, even particularly in a time like this. Yeah, I, I've had many conversations with friends about this in the last year or two, is that um, it's hard to wrap your head around it and accept mm. it when you're so used to having to perform to earn money to earn uh, acceptance. Like we're conditioned to think we have to earn everything. And so this concept of someone loving you flaws and all because they created you, (laughs) it's kind of hard to accept and it shouldn't be. No. Well, if if you, it it makes sense because of kind of the curating system maybe that we grew up in. But I think the closest is, you know, it's a, it's a parent love for a child, you know, 
Yeah. It's that you know the, the two year old or whatever can can do almost anything, and you might be upset, you might be hurt, you might be disappointed, but you still love them. Like you still, you, you know, you're, you're not you're not going to disown them for for you're their parent. It's just a fact. You you brought them into the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that as I've been able to more and more um, accept it and embrace that love for me and just know that I'm okay and I'm loved, it, it has kind yeah. of freed me up to give grace and love to other people that, you know, maybe mm-hmm. hurt me or I don't agree with. It's amazing how it all works together hand in hand. Yeah. Well, in, in that case, because it really comes down to this idea and this question of where are we finding our acceptance, right? So if you're finding your acceptance in this idea that, and this reality, I would say even, that you're loved and accepted by your creator, then all of a sudden you go, okay, well, even though it's hard and even though it hurts, I don't have to be accepted by everyone else. Uh, you know, and 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 that's and it's tough, but that's okay. But but if you're not finding that sort of foundation of well, that equilibrium inside that kind of greater relationship, then what we end up doing, and we all fall into it, I fall into it. You, you 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 end up looking to all the other relationships for that acceptance, and when and when you don't find it, I mean. Uh, you know, I'd imagine you mentioned it in your divorce when you're doing your great loss of a loved one, whatever it might be, through death or through relational separation. When you don't find it, it'll it'll put you in it'll almost put you in the grave because you're like, well, this was my, great. you know, I was putting so much yeah. of my self worth in this idea that this person accepted me, and now that they don't, what what do you do with that? Right. It it that exactly. It's that exactly, and it's almost like. I needed to go through that process. Um, you know, I put all my chips in on that relationship. And then when it, you know, blew up, you, you kind of find yourself in this like spiral, right? Trying to find anything to kind of make you feel better. And I went through this whole time of just trying everything to make myself feel better. And nothing, yeah. like if anything, it made me feel worse. So you get to that point where you're like, all right, well, <laughs> I give up. And, um, I just want to feel better. And that's where he meets you. And he's like, you know, you never needed this or that you never needed people to accept what you put out there in this image you put out there in the world. You never needed to look perfect, act perfect, have a perfect job, have this or that. You never needed any of that. You're loved right where you are exactly the way I created you on day Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And that's revolutionary. In many ways it is revolutionary. And that, you just summed up, in my opinion, 2020 for a, ma- a large amount of humanity is coming to this place. I was texting with a friend yesterday, and he was like, man, I've just had like massive bouts of depression last week. And he's a very capable guy, and he's been a very successful man. And he said, and man, I just had this kind of mirror image of what you said, Cheryl. I just had to come to this place of going, wow, I am done. Like, I have nothing to offer. And now he's just like free. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like right. comes to this place of like, he hits rock bottom and then he's free. And I think, you know, you wonder if, okay, well, if societally or whatnot, you know, we, we, we kind of drive so deep into this thing that we hit some kind of rock bottom that the rise out of that 
you know, the grace and the hope and the freedom coming out of that on the other side, be it late this year, early next year, whenever it might be, I think will be a really beautiful thing to all experience corporately. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And and I think that's where this is going. And I think that'll be amazing. Yeah. I would love to hear the story behind your song, God Only Knows. It, it's a song that has been, um, it, it just keeps popping up in random places for me lately. You know, when the song originally came out, beautiful song, touching, powerful, but like this year, this year was so much that has happened and we've been going through. Like, I feel like it's taken on a whole new meaning and feeling. And I would love to know the story behind that song when you mm. originally wrote it. Mm. Well, we have a, you know, I kind of have a notepad of sorts that, that I, I just jot down like words or phrases or ideas or things that I feel like, Hey, that's, that's something really interesting to, to, to take note of. And that phrase has always struck me. And I wrote it down in this pad because, you know, you think about it, we, we usually throw this, that those three words around kind of sarcastically, you know, and right. I wonder how many people have said right. this year, you know, God only knows why this, like why this pandemic, why, you know, why this great loss of human life or these racial tensions, you know, whatever it might be. And um, so we went into the studio and we were working on a record and uh, writing with, uh, which we, we have since discovered through this song in many ways, the, the wonderful world of country music. You know, we've lived in, we've lived in Nashville, which is kind of the home of country music, a predominant amount of our lives. And yet up until last year, and because of this song, we really hadn't been deeply acquainted with it as we have. But we were writing with two country writers, kind of our first country writer session, if you will. Interesting. And um, two really good guys, Josh and Jordan, and uh, I brought that, this, you know, kind of, you know, thumbed through the notepad and brought this phrase up. And I said, hey, kind of similar to what I said to you earlier in the podcast, isn't it fascinating, guys, that like, we're so quick to point a finger at each other. And yet we just know so little about one another. And, and yet this idea that there's this God that, that, that knows, the creators knows everything about us and is so aware of everything. And, and yet even with all of our foolishness and folly still has this really beautiful love for us and acceptance for us. And, and so we, 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 that day came up with that, that turn of phrase of all these things, you know, God only knows what you've been through, what they say about you, how it's killing you. But there's this superhero kind of love that, that God only knows. And so we put it out on the record and then we, we really wanted, you know, it felt like a bigger song than just the band. It felt like it had a, it, it, it needed to have um, someone, you know, initially I was actually thinking of Bono from U2, someone that just could really carry this thought. And, yeah. and then um, I taught uh, two of Dolly Parton's managers. I'm dating myself, but when I was a you know, early 20-year-old, I taught kind of a teenage guys group. Yeah. Two of the guys in that group were um, um, uh, are now Dolly Parton's two of Dolly Parton's managers. Wow! So I cold called them. We're at the Strawberry Festival. I remember <laughs> in, in in Florida, and I cold called them and I said, "Hey guys, we've got this song going on the nose, and I just would really love for Dolly to sing on it. What do you think?" <laughs> you know, and it's I, I've made these sorts of preposterous requests before, and most of the time they get shut down. 
And, and um, you know, they, they sent it to her main manager. Danny is a really good guy. And, and, and then yeah, a week later, and there's a video recording somewhere of this moment, I think on YouTube or something, of like Dolly Parton calling it for the first time. Wow. And, and just saying, look, I just got to tell you, I, I was sitting in my office with, with Danny, the manager, and I was saying, I just really want to get involved in inspirational music. And then two days later, I heard your song. And I think it's one of the, I think it's one of the great songs I've heard. And I would love to be part of it. And we should do a music video. And, you know, and, and, and literally, Cheryl, my, you know, my jaws on the floor, just flabbergasted that this, this, this is the girl that wrote Jolene and I will always love you. And like one of the great icons in music in general. Yeah, of, legend. Of, of, a legend, yeah. Saying these things about our song. And then, you know, obviously to hear her sing those words and those phrases, it, and then ultimately, Fast forwarding to again that January twenty sixth of this year to win a Grammy Award with her for it. It's just been it, th- th- that song represents something that we've never tapped into really in our career in the same way, and that is this. Um, it, it became a universal song that met so many people in so many different places and so many different walks of life, and it was. I just we just felt in the end fortunate to be kind of flies on the wall for the whole thing and to shepherd it through its journey, if you will. Well, it's such a great reminder that you really don't know what someone else's story is or what they're dealing with at the time. You know, I've, I'm thinking back to when I was going through some of the toughest stuff in my life, my divorce, and I was going on the radio every day and, you know, trying to be bright and upbeat and find mm-hmm. funny things to talk about. You know, like you kind of set that aside and you don't really, that's not something you're going to talk about on the radio, or at least I, you know, that wasn't my job. And nobody yeah. out there would have known what I was going through at the time. And I thought it was really yeah. interesting because I had a conversation with uh, a friend's husband who had been driving her to chemo treatments during this time period. They were listening to me, you know, every day. And he was like, oh man, you know, you guys, you kept us laughing and you cheered us up when we were going and, and dealing with toughest thing we've ever been through. And see, I had no idea what they were going through. They had no idea what I was going mm. through. And mm. what what he told me helped me. And apparently, you know, just me doing my job helped them. And I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with that other than we really don't know what anyone else is going through. So, you know, we just can't make assumptions. But isn't that just the grand opportunity for grace, though, which feels like one of the kind of the themes of what we're talking about today? Yeah. You know, you, 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 there've been a lot of moments where I have lost my cool at someone unreasonably because of a situation that was completely unrelated to them. And they just kind of in, invariably became the, the beat bag, if you will, of this other issue that I was facing. Right. And it can escalate because they, they, well, I don't, you know, I don't deserve to be treated this way. And fair enough that they wouldn't, but that grace, you show that grace in that moment and you realize, you go, man, I'm actually just being a, just a punk and a loser and an idiot right now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the grace is the thing that actually um, changes the way you look at it. The anger back just as judge equals judgment. 
Right. But the gracious response is the thing that you go, oh, man, that, that changes the way I, I look at things. And so you're right. I think that assumption, better and for worse, just never quite knowing, understanding that you just, you're not, you're not God. Either. I don't know what people are facing right. and, and the reality of their circumstance. And so showing that love and kindness and grace, um, as hard as it might be at points to people, is such a, something that I think we can take forward and be a kinder, less violent version of humanity. Well, I tell you, the the real mind-blowing part of that for me has been recently in having to extend grace to, like, even people that hurt you, right? And and they shouldn't have done what they did, and they shouldn't have treated you the way they did. And then just this reminder that, well, you know, you've probably done that to other people, <laughs> not know like they didn't know what you were going through. You didn't know what they were going through. And then just having empathy, even for these mm. people, like, I don't know what their life was like growing up. I don't know how relationships were modeled for them, how they were taught to treat women. I don't know how, like, I don't know any of that. All I know is I can show up with grace and mercy and boundaries intact. So, you know, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I don't have to put up with stuff that leads to hurt. But like, but we don't have to have these walls and we don't have to have anger. We can show up with mm-hmm. grace. And there was something just incredibly freeing about that. Back to the freedom of extending grace. And it's like you get more back for yourself. Yeah, I read the statement the other day that, you know, resentments are like you drinking rat poison and hoping that the rat dies, right. you know, and sort of you you sit there scratching your head while you feel so sick. And like, it's like you, 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 you hold this thing for, to someone who may or may not have intended to hurt you, but you're empowering their hurt yeah. by, um, by holding onto this thing versus releasing. And I love that you mentioned boundaries. Too. I think that's a big part of it too. So you can't be, you got to know when to draw the line. You got to know when to show hard love. You got to know when to step away, whatever that might be. But, but, um, resentment, I have a friend who's working on a book actually about resentment and his, his argument in the book is that actually resentment is the source of all relational turmoil and breakdown. If you can, if you can eradicate resentment from your life, you eradicate um, resentment from your life. You 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 eradicate um, division and and turmoil in relationship. There's a huge difference between boundaries and walls, and that's something I've only mm. recently learned. <laughs> you know, boundaries well protect well you. Walls keep people out. Walls are not necessary if you maintain your boundaries. Well said. And walls, we weren't created to have walls. We were actually created to connect with each other. But anyway, well, Joel, this has been such a great conversation. I would love to play an acoustic version of this song for everybody listening right now. So anything else you want to say about this version of God Only Knows? This is, um, we did a plethora of versions for God Only Knows. We did the, the, the Dolly version, which is spoken about. We did a rehab and uh, excuse me, a, a Timberland and Echo Smith uh, version did a rehab remix. <laughs> but one of the one of my favorites in amongst it all, and, and having these wonderful voices on these other versions, is just this really stripped back, simplified 
um, acoustic version of the song because it gets back to the just the heart of the way it was written and um, so I hope you uh, hope you enjoy it Wide awake while the world is sound asleep and too afraid of what might show up while you're dreaming Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you Nobody, nobody will believe it Every day you try to pick up all the pieces All the memories, they somehow never leave you Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you Nobody, nobody will believe it God only knows what you've been through God only knows what they say about you God only knows how's killing you but there's a kind of love that God only knows God only knows what you've been through God only knows what they say about you God only knows the real you There's a kind of love that God only knows There's a kind of love that There's a kind of love You keep a cover over every single secret So afraid if someone saw them they would leave Somebody, somebody, somebody sees you Somebody, somebody will never leave you God only knows what you've been through God only knows what they say about you God only knows how's killing you But there's a kind of love that God only knows God only knows what you've been through God only knows what they say about you God only knows there's a kind of love that God only knows There's a kind of love that There's a kind of love There's a kind of love that There's a kind of love For the lonely, for the ashamed The misunderstood and the ones to blame What if we could start over We could start over We could start over Such a beautiful song for King and Country. God only knows on stories and song. Thank you again to Joel Smallbone for the conversation. Loved it. And uh, hopefully we'll get him on again because they had a lot of really great songs. In the meantime, if you like what you heard, please hit the subscribe button and tell your friends. Share stories and song with all of them. Remember, 
Every story has a song. Every song has a story. See you next time.